Praise the Lord. A few weeks ago, the senior pastor started this series, For Thou Art With Me All The Way, quoting copiously from Psalm 23, verse 4. And I like particularly, I believe it was the TLB translation. And if you have it, uh I I like it. It says, Even when walking through the dark valley of death, read with me, I will not be afraid, for you are close beside me, guarding, guiding all the way. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He later went on to bring us the word of God where he admonished us to be calm and remain calm no matter what. He further led us last Wednesday in an interactive session how to remain calm no matter what and the ways to maintain calmness. Unfortunately, I was not here physically, but I've listened to the message. I've listened to the message for reasons of work. This morning, I intend to continue in the same vein. God given us the grace. We shall discuss a very vital aspect of how to remain calm. In fact, he and I were discussing, I believe it was two nights ago, deep into the night, and we were saying, which one comes first? Is this this calmness or what we are about to discuss today? The man of God has treated this subject to some extent on Wednesday, but I believe there's still so much for us to learn. Thank you, sir, for the communion of this morning. It says it's of renewed strength, not of renewed hope. Renewed strength, not of renewed hope. Renewed hope can produce a few bags of rice that they'll tell the whole village to share. Hallelujah. But renewed strength means that each and every one you will get the sufficiency of the quotient of strength that would make you conquer in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So you now know the difference between renewed strength and renewed hope. I'm going somewhere this morning. There's something that steals our strength. But we shall be delivered this morning in the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, as we go into the word, you must be deliberate and you must be intentional. And I've been telling people you must always, anything you do, be deliberate, be intentional. You know the woman with the issue of blood? She was deliberate and she was intentional. When everyone was around Jesus and they were standing upright, her deliberateness, her intention intention to be intentional made her go low. Intentionality made her go low and she walked her way through the legs of people and she touched the garment of Jesus. While everybody was waiting for Jesus to touch them, she reversed that process and for the first time we recorded in the Bible that somebody touching Jesus became well. So this morning, if you are intentional, if you are deliberate, you will touch the hem of that garment in the name of Jesus and you shall be healed. Amen. Our key text is found in Philippians 4, 6 to 7. And I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Philippians 4, 6 to 7, the man of God led us, 
through this on Wednesday, but let's still remain there. Let's remain in that scripture for now. Read with me, verse 6. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition, I can hear you, with thanksgiving, continue to make known your request to God. Mm. Give me verse 7. Read, please read. Intentional. Be intentional, be deliberate. And with that uh, intentionality, read verse 7. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ is yours. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I bring you the word of God this morning that I have simply titled, So Why Worry? So Why Worry? Father, I thank you this morning for the grace to stand before your people. I ask that you come and use me as a vessel that I'll be able to minister to your people that Lord they will be delivered this day from the spirit and the ministry of worry in the name of Jesus because we have since found out that that ministry that spirit impedes us and does not allow us to get to where we ought to to where you have kept for us the place you have reserved for us but this morning by reason of your word that will come and come powerfully we will attain it in the name of Jesus Amen. Please be seated this morning as I go through the word of God. My time is very short and I'm going to try and keep it as succinct as possible. Now let me start by telling you that there's a ministry of the enemy called worry. And despite of our, of our knowledge of God, despite our knowledge of God, the fact or the fact that we have been Christians for a long time many of us, if not all of us are serving in that ministry hello many of us if not all of us are, are serving in that ministry let me try something this morning if you have been worried about something in the last one month, can you put up your hand honestly, you are in church, you are before God naked naked before God. If you have been worried about something or the other, raise your hand. Hi now, try me now. Okay, please put your hands down. So, last month, Pastor Femi didn't preach about this subject. So, you are forgiven if last month you were worried about something or the other. But he started this series a few weeks ago. So, if in the last one week you have been worried about something or the other, please put up your hand. Honestly. Honestly. Honest. God, God is watching you. God is watching you. If you have been worried about something, put up your hand. Something or the other. Ah, Pastor, even you. <laughs> okay. If you have been worried about something this morning, this Sunday glorious morning raise your hand 
the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. So, but this morning by the help of the Holy Spirit, we will stop serving this ministry of worry. Because all of us, we are worried about something or the other. The man of God prepared the message, brought it here, served it to us. Take, took it out of the scriptures and yet we are still worried. So what are you really worried about? Why are you laughing now? What are you worried about? If you are ashamed, my sister, what are you worried about? Sorry, I didn't hear. We'll come there. We'll come there. I have the permission of the man of God. So let me, before we go there, what does the Bible say about worry? Let's start with our key text. Please give me that key text. Again, key uh, reference text. It says, do not be anxious or worried about some things. Do not be anxious or worried about have things. You know, when it comes to education of your children, God allows you to worry. When it comes to what you're about to eat, God says, you can worry. I see you covering your face. God will deliver you today in the name of Jesus. No, read with me now. Do not be anxious or worried about anything. Does anything include your car? Does anything include Anya with the generator mechanic? Does it include your car mechanic? Does it include rent? Does it include what else? School fees. Does it include dollar rates? Includes. It says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything. Now, because we're talking about being deliberate and intentional, because the authors of the Amplified Version, they knew that some people will still look for a way to worry. So they said, he now put it in bracket. Every circumstance and situation. Every circumstance and situation. He says, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific request known to God. How simple can that instruction be? How simple? When you see a Christian saying in the midst of storm, it is well, he or she is not mouthing off. He or she is quoting the scripture. And he's saying, despite the fact that I am in a situation, despite the fact that it all doesn't add up, God has said to me, I should not be anxious, neither must I be worried. He or she is asserting the supremacy of God over the affairs of men. After all, this same Bible tells us that we must walk by faith and not by sight. You know, sometimes 
These eyes, the Bible says we have to pluck it out. You know, when they send you the revised or the new school fees of your child or your children, how do you observe it? By, by sight. How do you know how much is left in your account? By the same sight. Then the Bible says, don't walk by that sight. Walk by faith. Some of us have placed too much emphasis on our sight. But let's take it further. It says, yeah, let's take it further. I like verse 7, which says, and the peace of God. Let's analyze that statement. The peace of God. Then it breaks it down. Whether you do not know what peace means. It broke it down for us. It said that peace which reassures the heart. That peace which transcends all understanding. Which says despite the fact that you are in trouble. Despite the fact that it doesn't add up. You are still the one that praises the God the most. Despite the fact that there is no money in your pocket, you do not even know how to get home from church. You are the one that is dancing the most in church. That is the peace that transcends all understanding. Because if somebody knew, Pastor Steve, that you had no money to go home, he will ask you, Kilondo Nue, why are you dancing? Do you even know where you are going to get lunch this afternoon? Because we equate everything. We think that until one plus one, that's when it equals two. But with God, zero plus zero can even equal two if God wants to do it. It says that peace which guards over your heart, it guards over your heart. It keeps your heart strong like the man of God said to us today. He says, guard your hearts diligently because out of it you know, it's not every news that you should read. I like the way the man of God said it today. He said, I, teenagers, don't do stupid things. Don't watch Big Brother. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they make a lot of money from it, but don't what it's mindless. It's mindless. You must be deliberate, you must be intentional. You know, every morning when I'm coming to church on Sunday, I tune to one particular station and they talk about issues that happened during the week. You know, and some guy talks and talks and talks. Then one day I switched my station and I heard T.D. Jakes preaching. And I said to myself, Yomi, are you okay? Somebody is saying about something that has passed. Another person is telling you about what is about to happen. And you are tuning in into somebody that is talking about what is past. Come on. 
guard your heart diligently. It says, stand guard over your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. This brings me to a Christ, that critical question this morning. Pastor had phrased it. And I'm going to please give three, four people an opportunity. I've asked for his permission to do this. So why do we worry? Why do we worry? Let's be practical. Why do we worry? Maybe two, three people. Anybody? Help me with the microphone. Anybody? Why do we worry? Okay, so why do people worry? Uh -huh, Pastor, you know he loves you so much. He loves you so much. He won't say, why? Okay, not you. Not you. You know you are born again since Jesus. Why do people worry? Mr. Yinka, you want to help us? <laughs> yeah, why do people worry? Why do people worry? Two, yeah, there's a, there's a lady there. There's a, yeah, there's a lady here. Why do people worry? Why do people worry? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I think um, we were of unbelief. Sorry? Because of unbelief. Because of unbelief. Can we clap for her? Anybody else? Yeah. Yeah. My sister, my Praise the Lord, saints. I think we worry because we don't know what the word says. Not a lot of people are buried deep into the word. If we knew that the word said this, then we wouldn't have to worry about it. But not a lot of people, to be honest and truthful, know what the word says. Okay. Thank you, Samantha. Anybody else? Maybe a third person. Yes. Okay, I'm going to take two before we go on. Yes. Yes. Why do we worry? Why do we worry? We are worried sometimes for the fact of the lack of trust in God. Okay. Yes, she's there. There's a lady there. She has, yes. Why do we worry? Why do we worry? Praise God. Uh, the worry is, uh, I believe that sometimes some people are Not you, not God. you. Not no. You. Some people are trusting God. And uh, they'll just, you can see some event that you just think you are not supposed to across your way. You just suddenly just bounce into your way. It can just bring out worry. Okay, something unexpected. All right. For reason of time, if you want to take this further, come on a Wednesday. The Lord will give us grace in the name of Jesus. So, in my notes, and all the answers are correct, let me just add. We worry when things are not going our own way. You are plotted by social date, I should get married. By so-so-so date, I should have children. By so-so-so date, I should start my own business. And when that doesn't happen, we start to worry. Not so. Our plans have gone awry. Two, when the resources do not appear capable of meeting the challenge that we have. You look at the problem you have and you look at the resources you have. And you don't seem to be able to cope. When the contending forces seem to be more powerful than us, we worry. When we are unable to figure a way out of the challenge we are experiencing, which means what? The fear of the unknown. 
We don't know what is next. We are afraid. Dollar is now seven um, ninety, and you go and buy orange, orange, you know orange also, and the price of the orange has changed, and you ask the orange seller, why has your orange? They say, "Hey, dollars you want it? What has orange got to do with that?" Pastor, you want to say something? Yes. What What has orange got to do with? dollar I can understand orange and petrol because they use petrol what has it yes oh okay you buy petrol with dollar and petrol orange needs petrol to be transported ah okay what do you hear me because the people who talk to me and talk about raising money. I say, why? Well, when we do not trust in God anymore. Yes, sir. We worry sometimes when we think other people have an ace Over that we don't have. Mm-hmm. You know, you were preaching now, you said when you have no money to go home, you have no food when you get home. How is it that your praise is the loudest? That people looking at you, if they knew you don't have money, they will say, Kilonshe, you don't get anything, you they shout. Because we equate praise to how good our life is. And when you see somebody dancing, you say, God has answered all their prayer. Yeah. So because you think your own prayer list is still long, you begin to worry. And say, we left school at the same time. We got married at the same time. So, there's something that bothers me that we think our joy should be measured by how much we have. But can I shock you? The, ri- the, the richest people in the world are not the happiest people. You don't need to have all your uh, needs met for your praise to be the best. And you know, when you look at someone like Pastor Yomi and I, you don't know where we're coming from. So, you would think that it is because we have a backup plan. That's why we always do a high five and smiling and greeting all the children. No. It's good to have those things, but Paul said, I know in whom I have believed. I put up a slide during the week. I don't know whether they have it. I was sitting calmly like this. Reading some, and I put there, calmness is the proof that you have faith in God. Pastor, I knew worry one day when I was talking to Uncle Tools. You know, he's the uh, I said, Ah, Uncle Tools said, You're might or are you legal? I said, Even you, <laughs> ah. He was calm, but you know, the uh, Uncle Tunes, I, 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 Uncle Tunes, you too, you are experiencing. I thought you had everything covered. So, why worry? Which comes first? Like Pastor and I were debating is it worry or calm? If you are worried, my own assertion is that if you are not worried 
it makes you calm. Pastor feels that if you are calm, then you are less worried. But what we are saying here is that, and you come to it, it's about the law of displacement. And you are going to see it shortly. Let me take it a little bit further. When we lack trust in God, but also equally important, when we lack trust in ourselves. Do you know in Joshua 1, 6, I think it's verse 7, God said to Joshua, this day I will begin to exalt you in the sight of all Israelites. It was now left. God had placed his trust in Joshua. It was now left for Joshua to repose that faith and that trust in himself. Many of us, God has given us the trust, but we lack the trust in ourselves. Thank you, my sister, for clapping. There's nothing more God can do. When God says, come, go and do this. He says, today, this day, Joshua 1, 7, this day I will begin to exalt you. And God has said that to many of us. At this day, God has ordained it. The only problem is that we have not stepped into it. We have refused to step into it. Sometimes, when the church leadership gives you a challenge, go and do this. They want your this day to come quickly. And many of us, we dodge from it. If the man of God said, next week, sister, you are the one that is preaching. Some of us will not show up in church anymore. This Wednesday, you are taking interactive. You will run away. What is he trying to do? He's trying to quicken the arrival of your this day. Because for you to have a showing, people must be gathered. So anytime people are gathered and they ask you to come and do something, it means your this day is about to, up, to show up. about our past experiences our past failures and even that of others is this not where this guy perished is this not what happened to my friend he started this business and it didn't work out so I'm worried if I should do the same thing it will not work have you ever heard the phrase worried sick how many of you have heard it worried sick if care is not taken many of us worry ourselves into sickness you go to the hospital they test and they said there's nothing wrong with you your heart is okay your kidneys are functioning your liver is okay Everything is fine. Your temperature is good. Even your blood pressure is good. But guess what? Doctor, I still don't feel right. The problem is not... Uh, um, what the doctor say? It's more psychological. Because you are worrying yourself sick. To those who have a worrying spirit, be careful. 
when you meet somebody who has a worrying spirit, be careful because no amount of prayer can prevail in such circumstances. Which is why the Bible says that if any of you lack wisdom, he should ask God who gives it all liberally without reproach and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting for he who doubts is like the wave of a sea driven and tossed by the word wind for let not that person suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded man and the Bible describes him as unstable in his ways. I'm reading James 1, 5 to 3, to 8. James 1, 5 to Unstable in all his ways. Worry is a ministry of the enemy that has severe implications and I'm going to share some of them with you. By worrying, you limit the possibilities of God. You deny his existence and his ability to save you. That's why that songwriter came up with that song. I have made you too small in my eyes, O oh Lord. When you say that you limit the possibilities of God, when the woman with the issue of blood wanted to approach Jesus, she knew in her mind, even though it had never been done before, that if only, if only I could touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. She didn't say, maybe, maybe when I touch, I will not check whether I will be well. If only I could. By worrying, you are focusing on the wrong thing. When you focus on your worry, you are focused on the wrong thing. Job 3.25. Give me Job 3.25. You know, you are what you meditate. Do you know that? You are what you meditate. Job 3.25 says, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. And what I dreaded has happened to me. God blessed Job so much, yet he was worried about his children sinning. He was worried about this happening. He was worried about that. So he was meditating on the wrong thing. Ask your neighbor, what are you meditating on? What are you meditating on? Number three, like I said, law, worry operates in a law of displacement. The more you worry, the less faith you have. And the more faith you have, the less you worry. You cannot have both. It's like water, it's like a container that you bring. Look at this glass now. There's water in it. And you know, for the water to be in, it means that the air has been displaced. Air and water, if this glass is full, air and water cannot be in it at the same time. You must have one. So every time you worry, your faith meter goes down and your worry meter goes up. Every time you are not worried, your faith meter goes up and your worry meter goes down. So every time you are in a situation 
You must ask yourself, where is my worry meter? Or best, better still, where is my faith meter? People of God, we've been through some challenges. Even in the ministry, we've been through. And sometimes when I look at the man of God, I say, where do you get this thing from? Me, I could have given up a long time ago. I remember we were holding church in one place. And we were I don't, I can't remember. It was a Sunday. And uh, Uncle Twins, you remember? I think it was on Adeni Jones or something. Uh, it was a restaurant. And we were holding church. And he said they were trying to get us out so that they can have happy hour or something like that. And he said that day, he said, by this time next Sunday, we will not be worshiping here again. He even qualified it. We'll be worshipping in a place that has carpet and air condition. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we look at the man and say, ah. <laughs> okay, we want to follow you. But, I didn't know. We were fed up. Sometimes, your anger provokes God to move. Guess what? Just truly, one week later, just as the man of God said it, exactly the way it happened. We were worshipping in a soundproof, plush, absolutely lovely place. So, do you know what it makes you take the wrong decisions? David was worried about his reputation when he had gotten, uh, I think it was Bathsheba, when he had gotten her pregnant, he was worried, ah, what would the people say? The wife of the, uh, the captain of my army. So do you know the next decision he took to kill the man? He, he, he was a loyal soldier. When the man even came home, he said, I can't go and lie with my wife. When my men, he, he, he slept at the gate of the palace. That's how loyal he was. Yet, David, by worrying about his reputation. You know, I'm almost certain that the way the man was loyal, if David had called him and said, I'm sorry, see what happened. Do you know, he probably would have even felt honored. He would have helped to cover David's shame. David took the wrong decision. And many of us have taken wrong decisions. And we are still taking wrong decisions because you know what? We are worried. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Give me Proverbs 12 25. Proverbs 12 25, New King James. Proverbs 12 25, New King James. Help me. Multimedia, are you there? Okay. Proverbs 12. Anxiety in the heart of man causes what? Depression. But like my dear sister preached to you, but a good word makes it glad. 
may we always find good words in the name of Jesus. Then give me um, Matthew 6, 27. Matthew 6, 27. It says, guess what? Worrying doesn't change anything. Have you noticed? Worrying doesn't change. All worry does is that it magnifies the problem in your heart. That's what worrying does. <sighs> sorry, and I'm going to say this. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I read in the news that somebody said she was going to jump over the bridge because a man left her. Excuse me? A man left you. Meanwhile, I would even have understood if the man was there, then I will hold the man and both of us will jump. <laughs> you are going to jump and then the man will continue. Excuse me. How? I even hear the woman has children. I said, do you know what? Her greatest problem is explaining to her children that she was going to leave them Depression. I don't joke with depression. Mental issues. But I don't. Worry. Me that I've told people that I'm married. How am I going to go back to them? I have left the singles group. I bade bye-bye to them. They did a party for me. They even did bridal shower. They did as They gathered. Maybe it was even a destination wedding. All those people that then I will tell them that I'm no longer married. And therefore, the solution. Worry. Worry makes you take the drone decision. Did you see the nice car? Lexus. And you want to leave the Lexus and jump. But boy, I want to hear. <laughs> eh? you said she had money celebrity ah, man you know what anyway let me not go there let me focus on what I'm doing because the bible says which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature all the days you have been worrying all the days, has he made you taller? I know it can make you fatter. Because by worrying, some people pinch. They pinch, they pinch drink, they pinch eat. But it doesn't solve the problem. And as I'm speaking to you, I am speaking to myself too. Because there are some things I still worry about. But this morning, I will be delivered in the name of Jesus. And you too, you will be delivered in the name of Jesus. This morning, you and I, we are quitting the ministry of worrying in the name of Jesus. This morning, the spirit of worry is lifted off us in the name of Jesus. The kingdom of God suffered violence and only the violent take it by force. 
we are warring against warring. We are warring against warring. Maybe that should be our next topic for Warfare Wednesday. Let's attack worry. It's stealing from us. It's robbing us of what God has planned for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you. If you want to clap, clap, clap for me. So, how can we stop this worry? One, focus on God and not the source of your worry. Always focus on God. Mama T, do you hear me? Minister Tega, do you hear me? Sometimes you call me. Alright? Focus on God. Remember, when Peter started walking on water, he saw Jesus walking on water. He said, Lord, beat me that I may come to you. And Jesus said, come. He stepped out. Meanwhile, I've tried it in the swimming pool a couple of times. Pastor. <laughs> Let me confess. Let me confess. You know, I've tried it. You know, I look at swimming pool and say, okay, Peter did it. I can do it. <laughs> you know the difference? I now understood the difference. Man of God, Jesus didn't bid me come. <laughs> I was the one beating myself. Go. <laughs> I can swim. So when when Peter saw himself, when he was as long as he was focused on God, he was walking. The minute he took his eyes off God and looked at the storm, he started sinking. Well, I did. There are too many of us who are problem focused when we should be God focused. We keep on. Have you have you met somebody when you say to somebody, say, and so what's the problem? In fact, I skip that in my note. We pastors sometimes, you know, when you come to us for counseling, eh, note when you are carrying a worrying spirit instead of a conquering spirit. If you are talking to a pastor, say, pastor, say, what's the problem with you? And you start, and then the pastor moves back. You have a worrying spirit. You know why? If the pastor is not careful, that worry will come. Because he didn't say to you in Philippians 4, um, 6, 6, uh, Philippians 4, 6, he didn't say, repeat your problems. He didn't say, give me Philippians, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by what? By complaining, by murmuring, by uh, you know what? Uh, since I've been here, remember the man at the better gate. Do you want to? Do you want to be healed? Uh, since I've been here, and uh, then when they come, then they will take somebody. Then they will, before I get there, story mercy. God is merciful. Oh. Some of us is not supposed to give because the way we murmur, we are like that man at the poolside. And here's a simple question. Do you want to be healed? By prayer and supplication. Put it in prayer. Put it in prayer. Stop complaining. Stop looking for somebody else to blame for your problems. It's not the people from your village. The 
people from your village, they are busy, they have their own problems too. <laughs> Do you think they have time for you? They have their own problem too. They have their own problem. With prayer and supplication. Do you know what supplication is? Earnest pleading. The lawyers will tell you when you go before the judges, you, you plead your case. You don't repeat your problem. You, it says with thanksgiving, let your request be known. With thanksgiving. So in any situation that you are in and you are looking for a situation, you think thanksgiving must be found there. And that's why the man of God came here a couple of months ago and said, count your blessings. Name them one by Are you seeing a link in all the world? Count your blessings. Number two, stay in the word. Sister Marisola told us, stay in the word. Who do you believe? I see, the Bible says, I will believe the report of the Lord. And what does that report say? It's well. Stay in the word. Some of us, we are running from pillar to post. From mountain to mountain. We are drinking all kinds of things. Hey, I'm warning you. Not every man that puts hand on your head is a man of God. Some people are doing transferring spirit. Lest you end up worse than you started. Yeah. Ah, there's a they say they are praying somewhere. Would you okay? Ah, yeah, they are there. Then they say, Well, ah, 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 there's one Baba song. Mm-hmm. May the Lord help us in the name of Jesus. Bible says that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. And the word was God. He was in the beginning. And all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Number three, in whatever storm you are, locate God's peace. In whatever storm you are, you know, it has been scientifically proven, like we hear about the ego, that when there's a storm, he looks for the center, the eye of the storm, that's what it's called. It looks for the eye of the storm, and that's where it flies into, to keep itself there's a storm or hurricane that's just taking some over somewhere in Hawaii. If the eagle were there, he'll look for the eye of that storm. No matter how bad the storm is, there's a cushion. No matter how difficult it is. So look for the peace. God would have created, it's, it's, it's like um, a cocoon. That you will enter for the period of that storm. God will just give you peace in your heart. Sometimes that peace can just be prayer. 
you are praying. Sometimes that peace can just be praise. In fact, many times it is worship. You are just worshiping. You are just worshiping. You are just worshiping. Instead of spending time thinking about the problem, just be. Anytime you are in a storm, look for the peace within that storm. There's no storm that has been created that there's no peace within. The, pre- the problem is whether we can find it. May we find it in the name of Jesus. Number four, align with his purpose and leave the rest to God. I want you to read, give me Romans 8 verse 28, amplified version. Romans 8 verse 28. Let's try the amplified version. Romans 8 verse, I want you to bring up so you can read with me. And we know with great worry with what? You know, when you have confidence, you don't have worry. Again, that's another uh, displacement, the law of displacement. Confidence removes worry. Absence of confidence brings worry. He says, and we know with great confidence that God who is deeply concerned about us causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and his purpose. This morning as I close, I admonish all of us to do away with the spirit of worry. Let's reject this ministry of worry. We must unmask worry. It is not of God. I agree with you that it's easier said than done. But the word of God is sacrosanct. The word of God is immutable. Therefore, if he says it, it will be so. One of the things we must learn to live with is that no matter the outcome, we must accept it as the will of God. And once we have reached that stage, we will worry less. It says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Some doubts have the potential to become the biggest of worries. You must purpose to trust God to erase worries no matter the outcome. We are more than conquerors. I have requested the choir to help me with a song. And as we sing that song, I want you to shed every form of worry. Do it in the spirit. Purpose in your mind. You know I said be intentional, be deliberate. Be intentional, be deliberate. You don't have to worry. Please stand up. And don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Troubles they don't last away. For there's a friend in Jesus who will watch you see.
have to worry. You don't have to worry. And don't you be afraid. And don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Oh, troubles me. a merciful God, sir. Because he wants to show us that he's a loving father. He wants to take over our worries. So if you are here and there's something worrying you, I want you to, I'm not going to ask you to come out. Just put up your hand and speak to God this morning. Just speak to God. Say, Lord, he said, cast your burdens onto Jesus because he cares for you. Lord, I have this source of worry. It could be my marriage. It could be my children. It could be my finance. It could be my business. Maybe it's even my health. You have spoken to me this morning and you have said, I should cast my burdens upon you. I should stop worrying. Show me a sign this morning. Deal with this my source of worry. He's here this morning. God is here. Today is a communion service. The man of God came and said, it's a service of renewed strength. And one of the ways God wants to renew your strength is by taking the worries of you. Any area, Lord, I stand in the gap for everyone that is here this morning. And those who are listening to us on any device, any sort of worry that we are dealing with, Father, you will remove today in the name of Jesus. You will deal with it in the name of Jesus. Concerning the man of God, they came to him and they said, the situation in this city is pleasant, but we have a worry. The waters are bitter. And the man of God asked for a cruise of oil, of salt, and he put it in the water and he changed around the situation. Lord, by your mercies, I call for that cruise of salt today. Every river of worry, as we put it into it, it becomes success in the name of Jesus. 
you will turn around the situation in the name of Jesus. I don't know what kind of amen is that. I said you will turn around the situation in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We are leaving our worry behind. We are casting it onto you. Lord, we brought them here. We are not taking them back in the name of Jesus. Even as we are speaking and we are in church, you are beginning to attack the source of that worry in the name of Jesus. Lord, out of this service, there will be testimonies in the name of Jesus. There will be testimonies galore in the name of Jesus. I said there will be testimonies galore in the name of Jesus. I declare so shall it be in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. And the people of God shouted. Amen. Settle. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We promise you that you will go by the mercies of God. You will not go the way you came. Some worries have been left behind in the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, all worries have been left in, behind in the name of Jesus. Come on, shout a big hallelujah. Amen. Have you been blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Come on, slap your neighbor high five. And say, I don't have any worries anymore. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah.